0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Life Inspired. I feel like it's been a minute since we did a normal show, and I'm so excited that we're back into it. And we are still in June. It is officially summer. And guys, it is just a really good time to be alive right now. I couldn't be happier with this week's topic and our guest and so I'm really excited to introduce you to someone new and this week's guest is an XR developer and director and in her skyrocketing career she has been an AR VR development fellow for the television academy an oculus launchpad fellow and most recently she was an oculus launchpad grant recipient. She is currently working on Hey Pops, a cooperative narrative virtual reality experience, and she's passionate about bringing people together through her story, empowering women, and mental and emotional health. So everyone, please welcome VR expert, Megan Scott. Hello, Megan. Hello.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for being with us today. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. I'm enjoying that summer's here, and of course, that we're talking about VR today. That's I mean, obviously my like favorite thing ever.
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. There is such a, like this, this whole new word. Wow. The words, this whole new world of virtual reality. And I feel like it grows every single day and more people get involved. So I'm really excited to hop into that before we do it. Should we visit the news inspired and catch up on some good news from the week? Yeah, let's hear some good news. Okay, first piece of good news this week, California has lifted all COVID-19 restrictions for fully vaccinated people. And that's one of the most like strict and hard hit states. So you know when California lifts their restrictions, things are in a good direction.
1: And that's like what, 400 days after the original mandate went down, so it's been it's been a minute but here we are like we're we're to this day you just read
0: that headline we did it (laughs) we made it i'm so excited megan and i are both in california so i'm sure we both feel this week just how different the world is it's such a good time soon i'll be able to do these interviews in person (laughs) um next headline for the week a set of ohio quadruplets to four, has graduated from Yale University together. I think that's wild.
1: Wait, all four of them made it into Yale?
0: All four made it to Yale, all four graduated all together. Isn't that that's,
1: wild? That's amazing.
0: I was so impressed, I, I could never. Um, last thing for today, US employees are leading a movement to work from home permanently by quitting jobs that require them to return to the office. And I saw one report on ABC that said as many as 48% of workers will consider quitting their full-time job if they are requested to go back to the office. Wow,
1: wow. I'm excited to see like the hybrid like lifestyles that now our generation is going to leave because we've gotten so used, like so early in our careers, of being able to work from home I that it's kind of like that flexibility is so nice. I know. Uh, totally understandable of like having to return to the office with those hour commutes sometimes.
0: Cannot. <laughs> Cannot do the commute, the pants every day, buying expensive coffee. Why would I do these things? So. Right. But
1: I can I can be in that, my sweatpants in the comfort of my own home and nobody I has to know, know. about it.
0: <laughs> I know. So at least the good news is that most of us agree we want to stay home. I guess that's why <laughs> the headline's good. Um, well, this has been the News Inspired and I hope that these are just the first of many headlines to put a smile on many faces this week. But now we transition into our conversation about virtual reality, this burgeoning industry of, I mean, I'm just amazed by everything that happens. I spent a week um, with a headset a couple of weeks ago, and I was just like floored. Uh, I also injured myself. So we'll get to that. Um, (laughs) So can you just start, Megan, since you're the expert, what is virtual reality?
1: Yeah, let's dive in. Let's get started. Let's get a little technical, but not too technical. (laughs) So uh, simply put, virtual reality is a computer-generated, simulated 3D environment that you're immersed in. Um, And in in other words, uh, you're just in a video game instead of watching a video
0: game. Which is wild. Crazy. Absolutely wild. Yeah. So it is mostly gaming right now, but how would you say that VR like differentiates from a standard video game?
1: Yeah. I think kind of the big misperception right now is that if I have, you know, a VR headset, I'm just a hardcore gamer. I just want to play games. You know, you're buying a headset because you know, you want to experience like Halo and VR, which there's not a Halo VR yet, but, um, but really we're using it for a lot of dis- different causes right now. So of course we have our gamers who are, you know, hopping into the headsets to play their favorite games and be in their favorite worlds. But almost every industry has taken to it in its own way, uh, whether that be you know for marketing and like seeing different things um, mm. in VR, or probably that's more augmented reality is what marketing is kind of leaning more towards, or medical training, or employee training. I really like it for like storytelling of uh, things that are more we would call experiences than games, mm. um, because those are more casual in terms of. I'm the first priority is me experiencing a story. Versus me playing a game or something, you know, I'm not sweating after I take up the headset. <laughs> I'm uh, enjoying, you know, being in a world that there's no way that that would, you know, exist in real life.
0: Interesting. Okay. So you mentioned a couple of terms in there and, Every episode, we do a lightning round where I might give a few terms, um, and and you might define them in just like a couple of words or a sentence or two. So for our lightning round today, I found three terms, and honestly, I looked at them and I said, are these all the same thing? Are they not? So I'd love to give you three terms, if that's okay with you, for you to just give us a really brief description of, and I didn't prepare you for this, so... Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. (laughs) Okay, perfect. Okay, first one, um, VR. What is VR?
1: Yeah, so VR is the abbreviation for virtual reality. So that's the whole, I'm in a video game, I'm in an immersive environment that's all like made by computer graphics.
0: Okay, so then this next one I actually saw for the first time when I read your bio. What is XR?
1: Okay, okay. So before we break down XR, There's kind of three sectors within the immersive entertainment realm. So we just broke down VR, and then we'll throw two other Rs, and then we'll throw it all together with one R. Okay. Not to be more confusing. So we we got virtual reality down. You guys got this. We know this. We love this. Uh, Other spectrum of this is AR, um, which is short for Augmented Reality. Uh, If you have an iPhone, you have the capability to be using AR like right now. So this is when, you know, you hop on Instagram, Snapchat, you're on tic- making those TikToks and you're doing like those face filters on your face that track mm-hmm. with you. Um, if you got into like the Pokemon Go hype um, yeah. that's going on, catching like a Pokemon like around your neighborhood, uh, that's also using like augmented reality as well. Um, and okay. so those are kind of more like everyday kind of type things or um, you might have heard of, like augmented reality glasses. So you're putting something on your face and it's overlaying something in the real world. Got it. So yeah, virtual reality is like, I'm completely immersed in this virtual world. There is no real world. And augmented reality is like, I'm going to stay in my real world, but I'm going to overlay some things within that. Okay. And then we have this thing in between called MR, which stands for mixed reality. Um, What? (laughs) So (laughs) yeah, this one's a little bit more confusing, but this mainly means that there's interaction between um, what's going on virtually from what you're wearing uh, and within the real world. And so, like, um, I think like a good example of this is: Have you ever done like the Void or any like immersive VR experiences? No, no, no okay. I don't think so. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll break this down. We got this. Okay. We got this. Okay. So, uh, in this experience, you like physically go to a location. You put on your headset, um, and one of the things you have to do in the game is pull a lever. And instead mm-hmm. of the lever being like virtual, like in game you're physically grabbing a lever that exists in real life that's on a wall
0: Um. and then the game
1: responds to that So you like pull the lever and then like the door opens for example and so there's interaction because suddenly i'm not all virtually in a headset anymore i'm interacting something in the real world while i'm wearing a headset and so then we get this mixed reality uh very exciting very fun things and so kind of the whole encompass of all of virtual reality, augmented reality, mixed reality, we just call it XR, for extended reality.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay, so XR is like the the overarching industry.
1: Yeah, that's simply put. When in doubt, xr
0: (laughs) got it this is so interesting also that was the whole lightning round because my third term was ar so i'm really glad that you got into that but (laughs) it's so interesting that you mentioned this mixed reality because wow (laughs) that's just mind-blowing and i think about some of the games that i played where like i wish i had like a bigger space and like Actual things, or I don't know, you know, like you just really wanted to immerse yourself in it. So that's so interesting. Okay, so Megan, how did you get involved in all of this world of the extended reality?
1: Yeah, I stumbled it here. I there's not like a day that I was like, you know what, this seems cool. I'm gonna figure out what this is about and you know pursue doing virtual reality. I uh, much like you flew from the Midwest uh, out to California, uh, went to film school. I was like, you know what? Fil- like live action's cool, but it's more cool if you add some visual effects. Yeah. And I started doing visual effects, and then I was like, you know what? Animation's really cool because suddenly, like, I can make everything that's in a scene. Um, and at the time, I was doing an internship with a little animation studio, and I was taking a wow. 3D modeling class, such VFX class at my university. And uh, my internship challenged me. At the end, they're like, hey, you know what? Like, why don't instead of just making like a little, you know. 3d scene why don't we'll set up the cameras you can make it like a 360 degree video mm. and you can export that and i was like okay like let's let's stuff it up a notch always up for a good challenge and uh being the crafty student i was i was like how can i make this count for another class and i was doing a sound class at the time um and i was like well where okay i'm in california i should make a beach scene and then i have an excuse to go to the beach record some ocean sounds yeah. and figure that out so uh, my final for my sound class and my internship was a uh, three hundred and sixty degree video that I virtually made uh, about like water uh, on a beach. Uh, and so the dean of the cl- of uh, the department saw that and was like, Megan, you're doing virtual reality now. Like, here are a bunch of headsets. Why don't you set up our lab next semester? And I was like, uh, okay, like what? <laughs> I was like, I have no idea what I just like stepped into. Or what I'm doing, and uh, yet I had just been trusted to like set up an entire lab. I had didn't know anybody with a virtual reality headset. I had never set one up before, so I walked oh into the lab gosh. with, you know, um, yeah, the headset and some sensors, being like, how do I even set this up? And wow. had to like figure that out. Um, and that was like pretty crucial for me in terms of like experiencing things. And so I walk into these temporary classrooms. So it's out, um, it's called The Grove at, our, at my university. Um, and so walking out to like, they're kind of like trailer homes, but like classroom size, <laughs>
0: yeah. uh,
1: you know, in the yep. evenings, you know, with uh, in this no decorations lab, plug in the headset for the first time and have my first like real virtual reality experience, uh, which wow. was Oculus's wow. first contact. And I remember like getting emotional, like in headset, Uh, which my favorite joke now is they can't see the tears in VR because I have the the mask on, but, um, and just being like, wow, like I have not been like this moved by a film in a while. And just the emotions of being like, we're this far in technology. Like this is the technology our parents and our grandparents dreamed about. And I'm here able to experience, experience it. Um, And that kind of started my passion for being like, you know what? I want to do this too. Um, And that, yeah. Sparked me to learn things and try to figure things out, um, especially as a student, like being like, I don't I don't know anything like oh, what's going what to what does this mean? Uh, but being like, oh, everybody in the industry is new to this, too, because the industry yeah. is young. So I'm like, suddenly I can also be doing this and it's OK, because everybody else who's, you know, 20 years into video games or 20 years into film is like, yeah, we don't know about this either.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You're like one of the first in the whole industry right out of school. yeah Yeah. no I think that's so amazing and I love that you talked about like the emotion behind it because I I had I mean obviously like I am not technologically advanced or creative enough to actually be building these things but putting on like a headset and entering this other world I was like this is mind-blowing like like you said like People before maybe dreamed about this. Some Like a couple of generations ago, they might not have even been able to fathom something like this. I think it's just so amazing. So that's so cool. You mentioned in there like headsets and some of that. So it occurs to me that a lot of people have never done anything with virtual reality. And so they may not understand even like how to enter that world. So can you give a little bit of an explanation of like you walk into a room and And like there's some equipment- like what is the equipment we need? What is the process? How does this work? you know, like just to so that someone can visualize what they're doing?
1: yeah, that's a great question. Uh, yeah, the industry's changed a lot since I entered it. Uh, when I had my first uh, VR experience was in two thousand eighteen, mm-hmm. so that meant uh, I needed a really like high-end computer <laughs> to run exactly. it, which is not the case anymore. um so I walked in with a HMD, which would be like a headset. That's the thing you put over your eyes. People like to call them goggles or like a helmet if you Mm -hmm. feel like it's very intrusive. Um, And then there was two sensors you also had to set up that were like six feet apart. Mm -hmm. And so you would walk in, turn on the computer, plug in the headset uh, to like HDMI uh, within your computer, set up the sensors just right. And if it was too bright, they wouldn't work. If you didn't have them tilted right, it wouldn't read your experience. Um, and so it took like 10 to 15 minutes to actually get into an experience. And that was definitely a wall for some people getting in, but now things have changed and Oculus has a new headset out called Oculus Quest. And they recently released another one called Oculus Quest 2 within, I think the last, I don't know, that's been a year or a year and a half at this point. So that's pretty simple. You can, uh, go to your local Walmart, Target, Best Buy, uh, buy a headset. Um, you just need a phone and a Facebook account to set up, um, one of the quest and you can be in an experience in, I don't know, a minute? I don't think I've timed it yet. Uh, but now you don't need a computer at all. Uh, we call them a standalone headset because you you don't need anything else for the virtual reality experience. Um, and you can simply, yeah, go just buy a headset and put one on and you're ready to go.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's awesome. And One of the things that I was surprised by when I put on, I've only ever used the Oculus Quest. So this experience (laughs) that you talk about of like setting up sensors and things, even that to me is like, wow, surprising. Um, So one of the things that surprised me was I was like, how do I pick the game? Like, do I need to put in a disc? Like what happens here? And it was like, no, you put on the headset and there's like screens and you touch them and, and you're in like this immersive experience as soon as you put it on. And I was really amazed by that. So I think that's super cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's very much like, you know, if you were like the good old days of iTunes or if you're on any virtual store uh, for maybe you have a switch, you went into like your Animal Crossing uh, phase throughout quarantine or uh, you're a gamer, you've been on Steam. It's very similar to how you would like online shop. You just put on your headset and there's a virtual store there that you can scroll through and find games based on what you like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of, what are some of the games that you're playing? What are some really cool things you've done in these games? Like, what what amazes you? Like, what are you doing with your headset on right now?
1: Always a good question. And I feel like every week I'm blown away by something else. Uh, my latest game I've tried is a game called Traffic Jams. And interesting. uh interesting. I have always loved the games, even just like as you know, like an eight-year-old, of like being able to like control traffic, uh, being mm. you know as efficient as possible of like getting people to move. So, in uh, traffic jams, you are uh, controlling traffic. So you using like gestures can like tell cars to go, tell cars to stop, and then there's also pedestrians that you have to tell to stop and go, and you're trying to like prevent any accidents. And what I really love about this game is that I feel like the interactions and how I'm moving my hands uh, to control the game is exactly like how I would in real life. So like if I need to tell somebody to stop, I just lift my hand up in the game. And then it that tells the car to stop. And mm-hmm. that's exactly how I would do that in the real world too. Or I use like the same gesture and I wave my hand to tell somebody to go. And mm-hmm. so for me that's like a really immersive experience because I feel like, oh I I feel like I'm actually like doing it because <laughs> it's yeah. such like the real life uh that's also been really fun and it's very silly too and uh there's some like really fun characters sometimes there's like some zombie characters or yeah uh, different tasks you have to do and you're trying not to cause an accident and each level gets harder uh, <laughs> and it's really fun um i think an industry favorite is a game called beat saber um,
0: yes
1: which i don't know have you played that one yes okay yes, absolutely okay. Uh, so, simply put, you have sabers in each hand. Which, if that doesn't sell you, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what will. Um, but there's all these songs. They've uh, collaborated with a bunch of different artists. Um, like I think they just added some from like BTS in the last few weeks. Yeah. Uh, Fallout Boy. Uh, they have their own custom music, and there's beats coming at you to the beat of the music uh, that you're hitting with the sabers in your arms. And it's a really good workout as well. Oh yeah like fully (laughs) you uh, definitely have your breath taken from that Um, and so people have like lost significant weight playing that game too because they're just enjoying it so much and get such a great workout from it that that's also led the way for a lot of other like workout apps Um, so people are like fully using their headsets to work out too Um, and there's one called Supernatural that I use pretty regularly that also has different music kind of curated lists and they uh, have like virtual trainers in there They've like pre-recorded to like get you in the mood to work out, Mm. help you like stretch before you work out, Um, and then you're like, yeah, doing like a set. Sometimes it's like ten minutes if you're not feeling like a big workout today. They have forty-five minute ones if you want to go like super intense. Um, They have uh, different things that make you like squat, so you get like your core acting, you know, your core workout in, and get your arms swinging. And like, I definitely feel like I've gotten a good
0: workout from
1: that, and that's been really great too.
0: I can't imagine trying to work out with that headset on because so for anyone who doesn't know the, at least the Oculus, I don't know about others, but at least the Oculus has like a foam on the edges of the headset so that it is soft on your face and like fits pretty well. Um, And I was playing super hot. Which have you, okay, Oh yeah, so yeah, of course. <laughs> so I was playing Super Hot a couple of weeks ago for like an hour and a half straight, and uh, by the time that I t- which for anyone who doesn't know, Super Hot is a game where I mean you're essentially like an assassin, I guess, or people are trying to assassinate you. I don't really know, but <laughs> yeah. but you're moving around, you're ducking, you're dodging bullets, you're throwing things, you're shooting things, you're hitting people. It's like a whole workout, and I was playing this for like an hour and a half, and when I took off the headset the foam was dripping sweat yep. and I had blood on my hands because I had been like hitting walls and things in the real world. <gasps> um, it was, it was, it was, quite. yes, I can't even imagine trying to do like a, like a workout with that, like sweaty, like, you
1: <laughs> yeah, I uh, always pay for, um, there's a company called VR cover that uh, oh. sells different we call them like interfaces is like the phone part you're talking about that like is oh. on the headset that touches your face yeah and so they have some like fake leather ones or like some silicone ones oh. for that issue because people have been like you know what <laughs> I don't want to you know pass off my uh, dripping headset to somebody yeah. else so let's uh, fix this so
0: okay.
1: that's definitely gotten better but I that's definitely good feel that to
0: know. made that's really good to know because I hopefully I'll get a headset <laughs> eventually and I'm like I'm going to remember that. Um, Okay. So speaking of just, we went through a couple of games that we both played. Is there one that you've ever stepped into and you've been like, this seems unreal. Like you mentioned, like, like the first time you put on a headset that, you know, you like teared up because it was just so amazing. Are there any games or experiences or anything that you think like someone who really wants to be odd, they should try this first. Like, what are your recommendations?
1: Ooh, okay. I think like my ongoing top game, uh, my most recent, like, oh my goodness, you need to experience this moment um, is an app called The Under Presents. Uh, It's made by Tinder Claws. And um, they have been playing around a lot more with like multiplayer interactions, like within uh, the VR space. And so they started off having like live performances. So I guess like <laughs> metaverse, uh, metaverse is like a virtual world where there's like other people. Uh, just, just to define that real quick, but uh, they're yeah, they were doing live performances where um, the whole experience uh, starts with you just like out in this desert, and then there's a mask in front of you. So you go, you grab the mask, put the mask on, and then you're in this world. You play as this like I don't know black. Um, like you're not like a human character kind of like a hooded character i guess that sounds spooky but it's like they're not scary um and kind of their main thing there was they would have live events and especially throughout quarantine it was really cool because there are people that they had like um gotten like okay we'll define something else here uh we'll call it mocap which is motion capture which is uh you might have seen like bts for movies of people wearing like really funny suits with a lot of dots on them yes Um, Yes. and those dots they uh, use technology to like oh if you lift up your arm they have sensors that tells the computer that they lift up that arm and then you can apply that information to a character within a game thought like makes any sense so instead of like traditionally yeah. animating somebody you know frame by frame clapping their hands uh, you would you might motion capture that where you have somebody mm. real you know clap and yes. then you take that information uh, and apply that to a virtual character and wow. so they had these performers who they were uh, they motion captured who were performing like live from their homes uh, with like their mics so they might be singing or performing and it was just very unreal uh, of like, wow, I can like suddenly like attend somewhat of like a virtual concert and this is awesome. And one of the most interesting things about that app is it's a multiplayer app, but you can't talk to each other. So you can't hear each other's voices. Your mics are off unless somebody's performing. And so your main interactions are you can like high five other people, you can hug other people and um, you can take off your mask and pick up objects around you and like make spells Uh, to make other items in the game. And so somebody might come up to you and like show you with no words, just with actions of how to make something. Oh. Yeah. And so you're like, oh, this is like a whole new level of interaction. Uh, But yet you feel a little bit more safe because suddenly you're not not talking to somebody random um, because you're like, I don't know who this person is. There's no way to identify them other than just like having this moment of like we're both enjoying a show. Yeah. That's really cool. They have um, within that game, they have a really great narrative that I recommend playing. That's just single player called Time Boat. Um, And that one I played right at the beginning of quarantine, which I think is just really great in terms of uh, understanding a really good story and also like uh, dealing with, you know, what do you do when things change? Um, Mm -hmm. And that when you are your mask turns into a clock and you can go back in time and try to like learn new things about the situation that's going on. Um, that, that one just hit me really emotionally, especially, you know, as the beginning of COVID was like changing so much. Um, and then throughout uh, quarantine, they decided, you know what, we're going to do another like multiplayer experience within here. So uh, you might be familiar with The Tempest*.
0: I don't think so.
1: Okay. Okay. So it's a Shakespearean play. Um, Mm. They were like, you know what, we're going to do this. And so you bought tickets. So they added a a box office into this experience that you would go up to and buy tickets with like real money with. Oh. (laughs) And you signed up for a show. And I was like, I have no idea what what this is. This seems like really cool from like enjoying like their live shows before. Um, And so, yeah, I bought a ticket you go you are put into like a theater like lobby as you wait for the experience you're with I think four other people again you can't talk to them you can't you see like virtual representations of them and then they brought in a live actor so they have someone who is uh, performing like you know your everyday actor who would be you would see at a show or on Broadway or wherever else they brought on who's talking to you telling you a story and bringing you through this experience and um definitely crossing into the line of like immersive theater now. And wow. so um, I got to be a part of a play and we all did. And we all got to play and have different roles. Oh, wow. And uh, again, just like <laughs> crazy things of like, <laughs> I feel like just explaining it, you're like, this is just so meta
0: <laughs> Yeah. in terms
1: of that, but we all like perform. So like there was a time where like uh, the lead actor would be like, all right, let's go collect some branches. And then everybody would collect branches. And then like, we started a fire. Um, and then he told like a part of, you know, the story through there, or, uh, there was a part where he was like, you know what, you seem like a princess. And one of the, one of the other characters got like a tiara on their head and, um, they're acting out like a proposal. Oh my um, God. And like people got virtually married. I mean, within, I mean, a, a theater context. Uh, And then we were all like clapping and like being very, very emotive uh, without our voices about, you know, like, how do you show you're happy when you can't voice that? And that's all through like your interactions as well. And at the end of it, we all hugged each other. And I was like, I don't know these people. But we've like had this moment of being like, we're all just, you know, alone in our homes and this experience, we just experienced something together and there's like this feeling of like togetherness, a connectedness yeah. um, that I'm like, what? What is this? Like, this is so cool, and I would totally do it again. But it was just one of those moments of being like, wow, what an experience of bringing people together uh, without words.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so that
1: this and- is able to create, and that's an experience I don't think I would have ever had outside of VR, especially as like not a theater person, um, not not huge into the spotlight, but like that gave me the opportunity to an experience that I didn't think I'd enjoy that I did.
0: Yeah. No, that is absolutely wild. And especially just to think about it from the outside too, like you were sitting alone or standing in your home, but what you were seeing and experiencing, you were with other people. So like you said, it is very meta, like just to imagine that there is just this whole other world happening somewhere out up in the cloud (laughs) um no that is wild so okay so that kind of takes us into the next question really well because you mentioned like during covid and the lockdowns that we've all been going through this was a really good way for people to connect with one another through experiences like that um what other like worldwide pros are there to vr you know like in my head i As someone who knows nothing about this industry, like I would think that it would be really useful eventually for like medical students to be able to like mock, do surgeries or things, you know, like that kind of thing. But like what other kind of benefits and pros are there um, that this extended reality is bringing to the world?
1: Yeah, I think first of all, it's just an escape, uh, especially Mm. feeling like really confined within your own house. Uh, during COVID, I think we've all done, you know, the pacing to the kitchen, that my test steps <laughs> to the fridge during the day, yeah. um, but feeling like the world is bigger. Um, mm-hmm. And I think another industry within that is like travel, mm-hmm. like suddenly, you know, not being able, you know, to fly like internationally or really to, you know, very limited flights, so that was just not something people were encouraged to do unless it was, you know, uh, essential during this time
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, of being able to go and like see different worlds. And so a lot of people have. Um, grabs, there's special cameras now that record in like 360. And so Mm -hmm. like very simply, it'll be like multiple cameras. You put that on like, you know, a tripod or somewhere, Uh, maybe you go to the the Grand Canyon, Uh, you put your camera down, and you can take Mm -hmm. a picture. So instead of just like a panorama, it's a 360 degree picture. So you get the sky and the ground um, and the whole like canyon around you. So you can record like that too. Um, And so there's experiences where you can go and step into, you know, so what what somebody else has recorded and like be in Mm. the Grand Canyon or uh, places that you've never been before. Um, That's just uh, like amazing. And like I um, introduced my grandparents to VR uh, one of the times I was home. I remember if that was COVID or not. And, like, for them, you know, being elderly and just not being able to travel, Mm. I'm like, oh, suddenly here's what it's like to be, you know, 10 steps from the Golden Gate Bridge. And that being, like, huge for them because they're suddenly experiencing something that they wouldn't have been able to. Um, And that's also, like, been, like, a big moment of suddenly, like, oh, I can give somebody, like, a relatively real-life experience of what this would be like. Like, for sure, it's not perfect. I don't think we'll ever completely replace you know, the real world, like nothing beats actually going to the Golden Gate Bridge. But being able to like have that moment of like, oh, my goodness, like, this is how big the bridge it is. And this is what it feels like to be in San Francisco on, you know, a sunny day. Right. It's pretty awesome.
0: Okay. Yeah, that is. I mean, that is absolutely amazing. And that the world is just at our fingertips. What about cons? Because I know, you know, every good thing has some Not so great things. Um, One example is when I was playing Super Hot and almost broke a window because I thought I was punching the air, and there was a window in front of me that I couldn't see because I had a headset on. Um, Or like I imagined that like accessibility might be a problem. Um, Like people with certain handicaps may not be able to participate in VR. So like, what are some of the cons, and is the industry doing anything to try and overcome those?
1: Yeah, a lot of great questions there. I think. one of my former pros, like this week, I was like, oh, I'm so excited to talk about this. This has been like one of the things I love to talk about of uh, why I love VR so much is the fact that uh, right now there's like no ads in the space at all. Oh. Uh, but literally like this week, I was like, oh, so excited to talk about this here. Um, that um, somebody from Oculus teased this week that they're starting to test ads within the space. Oh. Um, and at least that's probably the biggest con right now within my you know Twitter feed in my world is people mm-hmm. being like is this a good thing or not? Because suddenly it's like, you know, there's an ad that plays on your TV, but you have a choice to turn off the TV, look away, mute it. Uh, You can set your ad preferences. And VR is definitely trying to do that too, but it's a very different responsibility um, putting somebody in an environment, you know, that they're taking out the entire headset. Then they're like completely like removing themselves to the world if they don't want to see it or exiting out of it and finding like a lot of responsibility um, within that. Uh, And I definitely hear you about the breaking the controllers. I broke one of mine, uh, (laughs) you know, a few years in, you know, I thought after I got my first year in of being in the industry that, you know, it wouldn't happen to me. And then it did. (laughs) So I've definitely like cracked one of my controllers uh, playing a game called Rec Room with my friends and we were defeating uh, like a boss level of something. And I went in for a swing and hit my desk chair. And (laughs) (laughs) you feel that?
0: Yep. Yep. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's very hard to, like exists in two different realities (laughs) i said like the ideal playing space for one of these games would be like a big open like airplane hangar or like an empty warehouse you know where you can just run around and do anything and you're not going to hit anyone actually not to get off topic megan are you a fan of star wars okay this is embarrassing because
1: I am also I graduated with a film degree. Right. But I have not seen any of the Star Wars films. Megan, no. I know. I have done no. more of the VR experiences of Star Wars okay. than I have of the actual movies, which is embarrassing. Okay.
0: <laughs> Don't know how I got a film degree, but I know this is where we are. You know what? We'll allow it. Just this once. Make <laughs> okay, watch okay. Thank them. you. <laughs> um For me, I grew up, like, I remember the day when I was probably, like, four or five, and someone had to explain to me that Jedis weren't real. Like, I grew up very much immersed in the Star Wars universe, and there were only, like, five, four, five movies back then, and now we have TV shows and, like, nine movies and games and all kinds of things. Um, And so for me, when I got to play one of the Star Wars games, and you know, I was walking around and like exploring one of their ships and I picked up a lightsaber and I actually got to like attack something with a lightsaber. This was just a whole experience for me. I don't know. And that's, that's in my mind when I was like, oh my gosh, I need to just be in an empty like hangar somewhere and someone needs to make a game where I can just like walk around the Death Star or something like that, you know, and just like really explore, um, Yeah, I don't know. Sorry. That was a little tangent. Um, Do you have any like horror stories or funny stories or anything to tell about your experiences in the extended reality? (laughs) Yeah,
1: I have a few. Um, One of them is I uh, always display my headsets on like shelves and stuff, you know, easy grab, like to see, you know, the headsets change with the years and uh, I was moving and I picked up one of the headsets and uh, there was a spider inside one of them. No. And that was terrifying. So check your headsets before you, you put them on, because yep. especially if you don't realize that, then they're like literally like right by your eye and that's terrifying oh. in itself. So luckily I caught that before that happens, but yep. always always check spiders. I feel like they're always in the worst place, you know?
0: <laughs> but yep.
1: uh, that one's been uh, scary too. One of my uh, favorite kind of intro, like you want to make people look silly in VR experiences is Mm -hmm. an experience called Richie's Plank. Have you heard of this one? I haven't heard of that one. No. Okay. The entire premise of the game is making your friends walk on a plank uh, on top of like a 40 story like tower. Okay. Um, And so the game starts, you go into an elevator, you go up to the top floor, and then you're you walk across a plank and if you look down, it's like, you know, a 40 story drop. Uh, Um, and so, um, and kind of going back to your point, you need good space to play it. Um, and so I'd map out like one of my friend's living rooms that was empty and you have to like physically walk across the living mm -hmm. room, but your brain goes, we're walking across a skinny, you know, three inch beam on top of a building. And so, um, Especially like my friends who are like, it's not immersive. I know it's fake. I'll have them do that experience and then they'll be like, okay, okay, it's real. It's real. Because wow. you feel like, th- you know, you get kind of scared with like the heights and then there'll be like random creaking noises. um But that one's always fun because uh, your brain goes, oh, we need to balance. Like, what do we need to do? So you watching somebody else do this experience, they're like, have their arms out and they're trying to balance. Um, And kind of for fun, you can get a real life beam and have them walk across it.
0: Oh my gosh. And
1: that experience too. And then that's always really funny to watch, Um, especially again, being safe and making sure your friends are okay while they're in headset, (laughs) but like them like flopping over or like falling over too, especially like uh, maybe they'll miss a stop and then they'll actually drop. And that's not, again, something that you would experience in the real world where uh, within the headset, like I remember, like I just like dropped down, you know, and like fell to my feet because I thought I was falling. So my natural body response was like, "Oh, we need to like get small."
0: Oh wow!
1: Um, and so I don't know if that crosses on funny or horror, but uh, definitely just Terrifying. watching people, like I don't know, fall over and swing their arms or just looking silly and headset. Um, that's kind of like one of our, the memes I think you see like most within my industry too, is like how you feel in VR, like, you know, you're playing super hot, you feel like an assassin, like you're taking over the world and you're, you know, so in charge. And then it's like, you yeah. know, what does that look like to the people around you though? I know. When you have a, you know, a headset on and you're just swinging your arms and ducking yes. and dodging things that they, they just don't understand.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. I have a video of my parents' dog watching me play super hot. <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> she's so terrified. She's like, Why? Why is he freaking out? Um, well, again, we are way over time, but I have so many more questions, so I want to kind of combine two here.
1: Okay.
0: Um, as you look to the future, where do you see this industry in the next, you know, five, 10, 15 years, and why does that inspire you?
1: Oh, okay. Good question. Good question. Um, I think. Like five years, the like next few things that are like directly on my horizon is there's been so ever since I've like been in VR from like 2018, every year it's like Apple's going to release, you know, something about like uh, AR or yeah. VR. And there's kind of been this like anticipation, is this going to be the year? So I think that's going to really dramatically change things once Apple uh, enters into the realm of like XR, um, especially, you know, we all have our iPhones now that have AR capabilities for like the face filters you like. Mm-hmm. Um, That they're already like somewhat of a competitor in that space because so many people have iPhones. And so and I think whenever Apple makes something you go, oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, And I think Apple making a stance of being like, yes, we're invested in this too. Suddenly other people are going to be like, yes. And I think that's going to lead to like another mass adoption uh, within the space of people uh, getting headsets and being like, yes, this is something I want in my home. Um, and it's not just the gamers being like, I want to be immersed in my games, but the everyday person being like, oh, yes, I want this in my home because you know I can work out. I can use this um, to view you know a house I want to buy because I can be immersed in a house maybe I can't go fly to sea or I can uh, put on a headset and uh, remotely work in here and suddenly, you know, I can put up six screens in a virtual space instead of buying you know, multiple monitors for my house. Um, and I think that's kind of, things that, you know, as mass adoption happens more, um, uh, more of the everyday person is going to be like, oh yes, this is like something I want in my house. And this makes sense for me to have, um, which kind of leads to like the 10, 20 year mark. I think there would be a really big, uh, convergence of, uh, we could define those, fun three categories earlier of virtual reality, augmented reality, mixed reality, the XR umbrella of, of it all, of it being kind of a convergence of everything's just in one. Um, and so I think as common as it is, maybe it's 15 years, maybe it's longer. I'm not as good at <laughs> testing time of when <laughs> it will happen, but I think you'll have like one device that will do all of those things for you that would allow you to have an augmented reality experience, Um, a mixed reality experience, a virtual reality experience all in one. And that'll become a lot more common. Um, We've seen like, I think glimmers of that with like Snapchat release spectacles. Mm -hmm. I don't remember if you remember like that craze of like finding the vending machine to get one. And, um, you know, different companies doing things with that, that you're like, oh, at least I'm seeing this now. Like maybe, you know, not the everyday person has them yet, but they're not uncommon to hear of. And that tech Mm -hmm. is existing. And to have that kind of become like a new wearable or something that's, you know, as common as having your phone in your pocket, it would be like, well, you're going to have some form of a headset or glasses with you at that point, too, uh, that might even replace your phone. Um, Because, uh, yeah, way more natural if you like put on glasses and then maybe you're just holding like an augmented phone in your hand, you know, like, and it's just all in one device, which would be insane, which I don't know if that's 15 years from now or not. I think we're probably further away from that Uh, but still it's like crazy things to think about about our technology Um, and even like just think about um, like growing up like I know we're similar in age like you know we grew up in a time before phones or having like a mobile phone was a thing and then you know our experience growing up is suddenly like there's a new iPhone every year that's like groundbreaking Um, and seeing just how quickly that tech is changing and now we're seeing that you know that the, the same energy that, you know, was with the iPhone within this space too. Um, And just kind of seeing how people take to it and how quick it's going to be. But I feel a lot of that excitement that, you know, people do with like a new iPhone as I do with like a new headset of being like, every time I just get way more excited about it. Um, And even like, I remember when Quest One came out, uh, it's been maybe two years ago now. I like pre-ordered it, went to Best Buy to pick it up. I was like, finally going to meet my people. I was like back in the Midwest for the summer yeah. and like nobody else was there to pick up their headset. And I remember being like, <laughs> so sad, you know, in my brain, I was like, people are going to be excited as this as an iPhone. Um, and, you know, so they're definitely not there yet, but it's nice to see even like with Quest 2 releasing a lot more excitement and now they're like selling out. And I'm like, yes,
0: wow. this
1: now. And like people get the excitement and the hype and people are posting pictures of like opening their headsets and. Um, just like little things like that have been so exciting to see of like the mass adoption starting, um, and being able to walk into Target and see it for sale too, where it was harder to get a headset in an everyday store now that you're like, oh, it's everywhere. It's yeah. here. And, uh, we have like an, a chance to embrace it and kind of see what all we can do with this technology that it's just like a giant playing field right now of like, what can we do? And that's the question. And that's what makes it so exciting to create in the space as well of being like, What if we did this? And you're like, well, nobody's tested that yet. So I guess, you know, I get to be the one to like try that out or uh, finding finding other people who are really excited about that, that the community is also just amazing, Um, that it's really, really inspiring to see what other people are making and also just be inspired yourself to be like, yeah, let's let's try it out Um, and just have kind of that flexibility of being like, yeah, I get to innovate in the space because somebody else hasn't. Yet, Um, and that I don't have to be fearful of like not knowing because literally, like, what what's the consequence? Like, you know, you tried, but at least you know you were able to test it out, and there's not a ton of repercussions for that right now because everybody's just like, "Yay, you made something!" and that's that's an accomplishment right now, and that's why it's just been really fun to work in there and just be able to test things out and just you know play. And I think that's you know a joy that. I hope sticks around with it because I don't think there's, at least for me, it's never gotten old of being able to dream up a world, make it and then put myself in something that I created, especially with a team. Like, it's just insane. (laughs) Wow.
0: Yeah. That is just such like a limitless like opportunity. There's so much that's going to happen. Yeah. So cool! Before we go, Megan, tell us like what are you working on right now, and is there anything that we didn't get to? Like any final recap thoughts, or anything that you want to talk about? Like this is just your time, but I'd love to hear like what you're working on.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so currently, I just formed a studio in the last month, month and a half, uh, called Klexos Interactive. Um, as you mentioned before, I uh, got a grant through uh, a fellowship I did with Oculus called Oculus Launchpad. And my uh, project named Hey Pops was selected for it. Uh, Hey Pops is a collaborative narrative co-op experience, uh, meaning you and your friend get to hop into a story together uh, and solve puzzles and also just be in a story. And I think that's something I really miss from film is, you know, sitting in a theater, like elbowing your friend when somebody makes a super joke because your friend Mm. also makes super jokes. And I was like, why haven't (laughs) we brought that into VR yet? And so that's kind of something... I guess the space I'm innovating in and testing out right now is like, what does it mean to tell a story with two protagonists that are both actively participating in that story? Mm. Um, and also um, that experience heavily deals with grief. And like, what does that mean to mm. properly represent um, loss and mental and emotional health and what people have gone through and uh, creating a safe space for people to experience that. Um, and so that's something I'm currently working on that we'll hopefully be releasing on Quest within the next uh, year or two. And yeah, super excited to share with the world.
0: Yay, that's so exciting. We'll definitely have to keep an eye out for that. And I'm sure you have so many great things that are going to come. So I'm very excited to see what you do. Thank you. Well, Megan, again, I'm so grateful for your time and all of your expertise and the things that you shared. I have learned so much and I hope that others have too. Um, So I just want to thank you again for being a part of the Life Inspired. And I also want to thank everyone who has listened to today's episode. If you want to connect with Megan and all of her awesome projects, you can check out our socials throughout the week that we post this and we'll be interacting with her. Um, You can also head over to Apple Podcasts if you enjoyed this episode and leave a five-star rating and a nice review. You can also check us out at the Life Inspired Pod on Instagram and Facebook. And I hope that today's conversation brought you just a little Bit of joy and that it helps you to live the life inspired. Thank you.